You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. Today we are doing another side dish, and uh, these have been conversations outside of a Sunday morning where we just address a bunch of different topics where we think it's going to equip the saints and give you guys something to go on. And uh, today I got the privilege of talking to our teaching team member. She's a worship leader. She's been with us since the very beginning. Uh, Y'all say what's up to Jamia Wingard. Hey, hey. What's now, up? I asked you just, hey, what do you want to talk about? And you mentioned something that I think is hitting everybody where we are right now. So just explain a little bit. Now, we're in this series that's based on the book of James. We're calling it uh, Good Advice for Hard Times. And if you've read anything in James, you know it's just a book of the Bible in the New Testament that is filled with these hashtag truth bombs. And uh, I think we're going to talk about one of those truth bombs today. So... Yes, yes. So as as KP mentioned, you know, James is just full of wisdom, full of sound advice. And uh, I was reading the other day in James 3, and it just really, um, man, it hit home about controlling the tongue. And if that's not relevant for today, (laughs) I don't know what is, because... I mean, you know, we were just talking before we started recording here just about this age of social media that we live in where uh, I think everyone has felt empowered to have a voice, right? Which is a great thing. Everyone should have a voice. But sometimes um, in our uh, belief that we should be heard, you know, we just kind of can type things and say things, you know, flippantly. Uh, that just set off firestorms, you know. um, I mean, how many of us have witnessed friendships just ruined completely? People you've known for years and friendships completely annihilated Mm. over something that was said and then perceived a certain way and offensive to someone. And so, um, you know, in James 3, I mean, I, I, I won't read this whole thing, but Uh, It just in verse two, it says, indeed, we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Mm -hmm. So I found that very interesting how it basically said, if we can learn to control our tongue, we can control ourselves in every other way. That's a major statement. And so it, it really, I sat back and I really thought about that. I was like, wow, this is a big deal, this whole concept of controlling the tongue. Mm-hmm. Because basically it's letting you know it sounds easy and it sounds simple, but it's not. But if, no. you, can, if you can get this, mm-hmm. if you can learn to do this, wow. it'll affect every other area of your life. And so, you know, and then it goes on just talking about how we, you know, you can make a large horse go wherever you want by means of a small bit in its mouth. Mm -hmm. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And it just goes on, you know, talking about just how this, little flappy thing in between our (laughs) lips has, uh, you know, such impact and can have such an effect, um, not only on us, but on those around us and on our world. 
And so it's so important that we learn to control the tongue. Yeah. So the question becomes, why is it so hard? Yeah. Why is it so hard, right? Yeah. Why is it so difficult? Um, and I, I think that part of it is, especially in this day and age, um, man, it's really almost like a, a spirit of pride, mm. I think, a lot of times where we feel like it's more important for us to voice our opinion mm. and prove our point or prove that our position is the right position. Yeah. That's more important mm. than anything else. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've heard it said that, you know, I think it was Mark Batterson that said, oftentimes we, we would rather be right than righteous. Right. And I think when you're talking about, it's so interesting, I've heard the tongue compared to like it does here in James, where it's the, the bit in the horse's mouth and it can steer the entire horse one way, even though it's just a small piece or the rudder on a ship, you know, it's tiny, but it directs the course of that entire ship. And I, th I think it's in Proverbs where it says that life and death is in the power of the mm -hmm. tongue. So, yeah, it's like everything in life, um, you know, is all about either pride or love. You know, you, you can lay things down in love or you can pick it up in pride. And I think yeah. the tongue is one of the most uh, underrated, maybe, weapons that we have in our arsenal that can be used for good or evil. And I love that that song, Speak Life by Toby Mac. I mean, it's yeah. just so good. Like we can we can speak life or we can speak words that tear people down. And it is so hard. Like, I think when you, when you mentioned about pride, I think obviously pride is the root of all evil. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to our words, why do we want to be heard so badly that we'll do it at the risk of hurting others? Yeah. We'll do it at the risk of laying down our ministry. We'll do it at the risk of um, hurting the bride of Christ. Um, so, I mean, speak a little bit more on that, you know, the pride idea of why we want to be heard so badly in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to kind of piggyback, you know, that you just referenced Proverbs 18, 21, the second part of that, it says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Wow. New living translation. <laughs> I mean, that's as clear oh. as it can be. Yeah. And so I think that the pride in it is, I mean, it's our flesh, it's our human nature, right? It's just who we naturally are, but for the grace of God, if we don't submit our flesh to the Holy Spirit. Now, I do want to balance this out just a little bit because I, I certainly am not saying that it's always wrong to speak up or speak out mm -hmm. about certain things, right? Because there are instances where, um, maybe you're shedding light on an issue, right. you know, or you're helping to enlighten people about something um, that you feel is important. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't think that God sits in heaven and says, you are not allowed to have an opinion. Right. I don't believe that. But at the same time, you always have to check your motives. It's like, what is my motive mm -hmm. in wanting to express this thought or this opinion or make this statement? Is my motive to prove that I'm right and you're wrong? Is my motive to devalue you? Is my motive, you know, um, to cause division? Right. Or is my motive to try to make amends mm -hmm. and to try to promote peace and unity? Or is my motive to try to bridge a gap, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and so I think that, 
you know, most of the time when we are allowing our tongues to be used as like that match that's lighting a fire in a bad way, mm-hmm. it's usually in a moment of just emotional, like distress of some sort where we're just highly upset about something or frustrated about something and we're reacting. Mm-hmm. So we are knee not jerk, knee jerk response, knee jerk response, knee jerk reaction, good. never good. And so you're not, you're not checking your motives. You could care less about motives. Right. You just want to say what you want to say and get it out there. And you know, married people will be able to relate to this. You can't do that stuff in marriage for sure and have a good outcome, right? right? Like communication is key. It's very important. It's the foundation of any relationship, not just the marital relationship, but any relationship. Mm -hmm. But what marriage teaches you is, okay, let me take a step back. Mm -hmm. You know, things are heightened right now. You know, feelings are sensitive right now. Everybody's kind of on edge. Let's take a moment, take a step back. You know, and even though what I think I want to say, I think I'm right, (laughs) it might not be wisdom for me to say that because what's going to be the end result, right? The interesting thing is, you know, oftentimes, and and obviously, yes, in in a marriage, that's huge. Like you never want to prove you're right over being righteous in that context because the consequences (laughs) will continue for the next, I don't know how long, we won't even get into that. But I just remember, you know, in, in my line of work and ministry and, you know, and just kind of um, working with people all the time, I get a lot of emails and you can never read tone in an yes, email. That's so and good. I've learned this Such over the point. years, you know, like sometimes I'll get an email back and it's really short or it's really pointed or it's really just direct in a way that I'm like, man, this person's got an attitude, but I'm reading text on a screen. I don't know the heart that was behind it. And so if something ruffles my feathers on email, yeah. I learned this from a much wiser wife. Uh, Sarah would always say like, don't respond to an email in the moment, you know, take a step back, you know, maybe wait on it for a day, process it a little bit, try to see the heart behind it, try to see everybody's point of view. And case in point, I had this uh, email uh, during my time in ministry up in Washington, DC. And it was this guy who had auditioned for our worship team and it just didn't go well. And I knew it wouldn't serve him or the church or anybody if we brought him onto the team. And so I said, hey, you know, you need to work on your drumming a little bit before we can bring you onto the team. And I gave him some pointers. He did not like that. And I got this email back from his wife that was just really heated. You don't know what you're talking about. He's the best drummer. And, you know, when he plays drums, people pull out their phones. And I'm like, I, I know why they're pulling their phones out to capture the chaos. But, you know, it was interesting. I read that and I got really boiled. And Sarah was like, you know, hey, just step away. You know, their feelings are probably hurt and maybe don't respond in anger. There's a song that says something about that. Don't respond in anger. And so I I did. I stepped away for a day. And then when I came back, um, you know, I was kind of more calm and collected. And I responded and said, hey, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. You know, just with my role and bringing people on the worship team, this is the tough calls that I have to make. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to see you come onto the team and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, they responded back with so much grace. I'm yeah. so sorry that we, we sent that email. You know, I, I know how difficult your job must be. They ended up asking me to dedicate both of their kids. Wow. And they were like, you know, you're our pastor and, and we, we look you know, we look to you for guidance and this and that. And, and so it was just a really cool reminder that, man, if we just kind of process before we respond, right. um, it can pay really good dividends. And in that case it did. 
Yeah, and you know, it, it really takes a level of maturity to do that. Yeah. Not just as a believer, just as a human being. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a level of maturity to restrain yourself in those moments. Mm-hmm. And something else I wanted to, to read as you read further down in, in James 3, you know, verse 7, it, it talks about, you know, we can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It's restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Wow. There it is. Wow. I, I can't tell you how many times I've witnessed this, particularly on social media. I mean, mm-hmm. we praise God out of this same mouth that we then, you know, get on social media and land blast wow. his people with that same, you know, tongue. And it says, so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, brothers and sisters, this is not right. Wow. And then the next verse says, does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So, you know, why is it hard? Going back to that question, pride, what's at the root? You have to get down to the root of what's on the inside of you. And sometimes our outward behaviors really reveal maybe some hidden things that are in our heart that we don't even know are there. And I I have a a kind of funny story. It's funny now. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just talking about how things that get in you come out of you. I remember, I think I was in, I believe I was in middle school, maybe high school. If I was, I was maybe a freshman or something. And, you know, I, for those who don't know, I was a pastor's kid, grew up in, you know, a pastor's kid's household and grew up in church and ministry all my life and um, very involved in youth and all this stuff, youth group. Well, one day I was just sitting in my parents' room, having a conversation. I don't even know what we were talking about. I was just kind of telling them about my day because I was always really close with my parents and talked to them pretty much about anything. So I was um, telling them about something that happened at school. And in the middle of that conversation and me telling them that story, before I knew it, a cuss word just flew out of my mouth. (laughs) And I literally, I mean, just unconsciously it just flew out and I was just like yeah and da 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 beep and then I was like (gasps) you know I saw my life flash before my eyes because I'm like I'm about to get a beat down Uh and um I caught myself and I was like, oh my God, mom and dad, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I I promise I don't cuss. I promise I don't. (laughs) I promise I I don't cuss. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. And I was being so genuine in Mm -hmm. saying that. And uh, I think it was my mom. She was like, who have you been around? Wow. Like, who you been hanging with? Because obviously that got in you. And I will never forget that because it just, it rung a bell with me. It's like, it really taught me the lesson that even if you are hanging in environments or, you know, consuming certain media or certain things that is just garbage, Mm -hmm. even though you may not think that you align yourself with that, like, I don't talk like that, or I don't do that, or I don't think that way, that stuff is getting in you. And without you even realizing it in a moment's notice, it'll just spring up out of you. Like what we just read, like a fresh spring won't produce bitter water, Mm. but if there's 
some gunk in you, it's going to come out. And so, you know, if, if we find ourselves where we're constantly struggling with our, what we're saying in our words and we're constantly speaking death over situations or over people or, you know, just negativity and we're not being sources of life with our words and our tongue, check what's going in. That's so good. Check what you're feeding on yeah. because it subconsciously gets inside of you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like we're, we're bombarded with messages. We're bombarded with so many distractions. And, you know, what are you watching on Netflix? Right. What are you listening to on talk radio? What are you reading? What yep. are you putting your eyes on? Because garbage in, garbage out. That's yep. the age old saying. So and I don't care who you are. You're not immune to that. You're not. At some level, it's going to get into the subconscious and it will make its way out. Just like your conversation <laughs> with your parents. It's going to find its way out. And that's so good. You got to be careful what you're putting in. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've talked about kind of why we want to speak our mind and why we want to say these things that can often get us in trouble. How do we avoid going there. I think this is a huge key. Yeah. Watch what you're putting in. And the second thing is lay down your right to be right. Yes. You know, we've hit on this pride thing over and over again in this conversation. And I'm reminded, you know, James is, is just so good in chapter one, verse 19, it says this, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. (laughs) And I did a devotional on this earlier this week because I love this verse. I mean, it's a three-part powerhouse, like quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. And out of those three things, only one is James saying, be quick to do this. Yeah. Hey, be quick to listen because no one ever gets in trouble for listening. Right. We often get in trouble when we're quick to speak Mm -hmm. or we're quick to anger but when you listen and you process and you take a step back, I think, um, you know, I was having a conversation with Sarah, my wife, um, a couple of days ago, we were talking about words, you know, cause I think both of us have admitted, like sometimes we're in a conversation, we just struggle with the right things to say. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to me in that moment and said, well, if you're so bent on controlling all your words and you're worked up about it and you're worried about what you're going to say, I can't speak through you. Mm. And God was just giving that conviction in that moment. Do you want my words to come through you or do you want Curtis's words to come through you? Because if you want my words to come through you, relinquish control, give up control because it tells us in acts that the Holy spirit will give us the proper words in the moment to speak out. And I don't know about you. I would rather have God's words coming through me at all you ain't getting in trouble with his words. Right, that's so good. And, you know, oftentimes I'm thinking of the story, you have to help, help me remember where it is, where uh, God was speaking to um, someone in the Bible. He said, so when you open your mouth, I'll feel it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was Paul when he was going before the governors and the kings. And yeah, acts. and often we think about that, or I've often thought about that in terms of like, if I have to minister or speak and I'm nervous, I'm like, Lord, when I open my mouth, you'll feel it. But it can also be true in this context, right? When you are feeling like you need to respond to something or say something or you're in a heated conversation or discussion, yeah. trusting that when you open your mouth, he will feel it and, and surrendering and allowing him, like yielding to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to fill your mouth instead of your emotional, fleshy, <laughs> you know, response that you're like geared up to give. Wow. And so... Uh, 
you know, I, I think it's so true that whole being quick to listen. I mean, a lot of us would get an F plus in that department, <laughs> you know, like we just, we don't listen yeah. well enough because we want to be right. Mm -hmm. That's really the bottom line. Like we want to prove our point. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is words are powerful and words can completely, um, impact people's lives. I mean, in so many ways. Mm. Um, but when it comes to us giving a rebuttal or a response to some opinion we don't agree with, very unlikely that your words are going to change right. someone's behavior. You're the same likes from people that agree with you. Yeah. And you're getting the same uh, social media hate from the people that never agree right. with you. And yeah, you're, you're so right. You're not going to change somebody's Right. But you may change their opinion through your actions. Yes. You may change it by the way you live your life. And I just got an email uh, yesterday from this guy who uh, I, I work a lot with uh, sync licensing and pitching music to. And uh, he's a very outspoken uh, gay man. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just work together with this music stuff. And he said, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to send you an email. This is totally unrelated to anything that we're doing. But I just want to thank you for being real. Like, I was very bitter towards Christians and um, just hearing the way that you listen and you talk and, and it's just different and mm -hmm. it's causing me to have some healing in that area in my life. And I'm exploring religion and faith again. And it just caught me totally off guard because I, it's not like I'm trying to do anything, right, right. but it's just, it just speaks to our actions. And if we allow the Holy spirit to fill us and to, and to be um, just so ingrained in our words that out of the spring of our mouths and out of yeah. the spring of our hearts, only fresh waters coming, no bitterness, no hatred, no negativity, but it's just out of the overflow, literally yeah. of who we are. There's so many moments that God can use that we don't even, we won't even see on this side of eternity. Mm -hmm. And one day God's going to connect all these dots and the power of life and death, I think even goes to that life, his words, death, man's words. Yeah, that's good. Or the enemy's words. And any closing thoughts just as we wrap this thing up? Man, I, I think uh, we've shared so much that's just good stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think that I would just say for all of us to make a practice of searching ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to search our hearts and to search us yeah. to find any hidden thing, right? Because it's the hidden things that are sometimes defiling us and we don't even know it. Mm. And so if we can get the root right and we can get the, the spring clean on the inside, <laughs> then we don't ever have to worry about what's coming out because wow. it's only going to be life and fresh and it's going to reflect him and reflect his heart. I love that. It reminds me of this. I saw a movie one time and uh, people were drinking from this river, but an animal had died and fallen into the stream and they were all getting sick and they had no idea why. And it was because they couldn't see it, but somewhere in that water stream, there was sickness. And I love that idea of continually getting before the Holy Spirit and saying, search me, know me, try me. And uh, the Holy Spirit is a good revealer yes. of the things that need to be dug up. So, man, I hope that uh, everybody listening got something out of today. Power of life and death in the tongue. Let's speak life. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.